Welcome to Life in Context, a conversational podcast where we explore life and relationships in the context of Christian faith, relationship with Jesus, biblical truth, and emotionally healthy practices. I'm your host, Esther. And I'm your host, Jill. We come from different backgrounds and life experiences and bring our different professional and personal skills and training to our conversations. We agree on many things. And we differ on other things. That's part of what we enjoy about our conversations. We love to encourage and challenge each other and our listeners to consider new approaches, new ideas, and ways to think about life within the context of our faith. It's always our hope in these podcasts to bring real life strategies, positive ideas, and faith-building practices that can be applied to these sometimes challenging topics that we all face in life. So let's get into today's topic. Today, as we get started, there is a lot of energy in the room today. <laughs> Jill, you had just a great weekend Amazing. experience. Yes. And I know you had a conference and yeah. it was in central Northern California. Little town called Danuba, California, right outside Fresno. So start out, just tell us about the title, because the title alone <laughs> is going to start us off. The title was All Heaven's Breaking Loose, Baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a season in which people need breakthroughs, yes, right? Yes, yes. So many people are feeling like there's just a heaviness and a weight, mm-hmm. and there's so many difficult things and mm-hmm. confusion and fear and wonder. So it is really exciting that you had <laughs> yep. a breakthrough theme. Yes. So tell us just a little bit about what happened. Well, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit as I'm not that good at doing little bits, but I'm going to try. <laughs> so the Lord gave me the theme on January 26th. In my journal, he said, all heaven's breaking loose. Demons are being shaken loose. I'm coming on the clouds and my children are having heaven. Look up. And I didn't know, as none of us knew, that all hell was going to break loose about six weeks later. And as I sat with him that morning, I felt like, okay, when all hell is breaking loose around us, let all heaven break loose from inside us. Let all heaven break loose from our mouths. Let all heaven, let us be, you know, the light in a place of hell. And I I was thinking about when people say that expression, hell no. And I was like, that's not what it means. Hell no means we say to hell, no. And we say to heaven, yes. So as the uh, conference date progressed and it became apparent that the place I'd originally booked the conference was not going to be open by May 16th, my husband had the download to go and do it through a virtual platform with our friends at Christian Worship Center in Dinuba. And they had all the infrastructure set up. Their team is just amazing. And it was just, it was really just big wow. And it's still available if anybody wants to watch it. It's on Christian Worship Center on their YouTube channel. It's pretty easy to find. If I can find it, that means it's easy to find. <laughs> so also I noticed, Jill, that on your social media, if people go to your social media, mm-hmm. there's some links. That's yes. how I was able to see it. And it's in a two parts. Yes, it's in two parts. Uh, myself and Pastor Demaris Menchaka did the morning, and my husband and Pastor Angel did the afternoon, and their worship team just phenomenal. And uh, you can watch the whole thing. So when you talk about breaking loose, and when you talk about breakthroughs, Jill, I know what you mean mm-hmm. is healing. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I do. And I know that you were able to see people healed from some really difficult spaces and from some trauma that was hidden. Sometimes in our lives and in our work, we see people who aren't even aware of how wounded they are, how hurt they are. Oh, it's just, it's so true. Uh, So one young man received Christ 
And it was really, um, it was really interesting because I asked, we prayed for him in the morning before the conference has started. And I very purposely didn't say his name because I had permission from other members of his family to say their names, but the men picked up his name and spoke his name right into the camera. And that uh, young man uh, received Christ and was just beside himself, his mother. It's just years of answered prayer. Just amazing. I feel like right now I'm in the overflow, called a, a young woman on Sunday that had watched the conference asking for prayer, called her the following day, and she got healing through the phone, just got broken free from a, a trauma point from when she was 15 years old that was still driving, I'm going to say it in a way, a big trauma point where she could not receive forgiveness regarding it. So it's still in a place of being condemned and condemned and condemned and condemned because that's what the evil one does, where he'll just remind you of sin, even though mm -hmm. you've repented, but he keeps you from receiving the forgiveness. So Jesus came into that place and set her free and her sickness left her over the phone. Jesus does something in 35 minutes that nobody can do in a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's so amazing. And right now when people are just so hurting yeah. and struggling, one of the things I love about you, Jill, is you've got a lot of talents and a lot of skills. And so if people <laughs> watch this, they will be able to see that you not only speak, but you start out praising and worshiping. You start out as a part of the team that brings the music to start with. How important is that in an event like this? Well, to me, uh, prayer and worship, the, the Levites lead the way into battle and worship binds the enemy. He hates it. He just hates it. And we just connect to the Lord God Almighty and, and the worship leaders from CWC are just wonderful. Just, oh, it's just butter. It's just butter for someone like me to step in to somebody else's worship team and just have it be so easy. Just such a wonderful support cast. And just ushers in the spirit of the living God and just sets the tone for everything to flow. Now, I don't have any musical abilities, so they never put me in that part. But as I watched it, I would have just assumed that you had been playing and singing with this group for years and years and years. No, I've known them for quite a few years, but I've never actually done worship with them until, until that day. That's so exciting. <laughs> so I really want to encourage people that this is a great opportunity for them to listen to a free conference. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and to get some, some teaching and some training. There's a lot of downsides about this season right now where mm. we have a lot of limitations, mm -hmm. but there's some upsides, right? Mm -hmm. We get some access yes. to material. If, if I wasn't in that area, I couldn't normally have attended. Exactly. And now we've built these systems where we can share resources so much easier. Right. And uh, it's so much more available. I think that was one of the things that, that you and I were talking about maybe a couple of weeks ago about being adaptive, that businesses that learn how to adapt through storms or businesses that'll survive, churches, uh, people, ministries, like this is, we, we need to adapt. And I look at something like this, this conference that we actually ended up reaching, I don't know, I think we had several thousand views on YouTube, which that, that reached many more people than we would have met, we, than we would have reached doing it at the church we had originally intended to do it. And that's our Romans 828 in full effect. Like mm -hmm. God will make all things work out for the, his good, for the people that love him, that are called according to his purpose and even multiply it. 
Isn't that amazing? <laughs> so yeah. I had an opportunity to attend a conference that you put on last year. Mm-hmm. And then I had the opportunity to watch on Facebook Live this year. And I know that for you, when you're reaching in and, and you're sharing the gospel and you're sharing the healing of Jesus Christ, you love to give examples and specifics so people have some identification. Mm, I do. Why is that so important for people to be able to identify with other people? I, I, I think it started for me... I connect, this is why we named this Life in Context, I connect through story. I get it when you connect a story to the gospel. I mean, the gospel has wonderful stories, Mm -hmm. but I also like the context of what does that mean for me or for you? So there was a a young woman who I shared her story, wonderful, she's allowed me to use her name, so her name's Tiffany, and Tiffany was not saved. She was uh, diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer. She had, at, at age 22, um, Hodgkin's lymphoma is a very virulent. It's not good. No, very virulent strain of cancer. So she had six treatments and that form of cancer is so virulent that they don't declare you in remission till you're two years free of any uh, tumors. So nine months after her treatment, she found another lump in her breast. Her doctor found it. She was terrified. Meanwhile, her mom had been attending Armor of Light and she's watching her mom change. And she's a little freaked out, but she's watching her mom change and change and change. And her mom asks, you know, would you come and get some prayer? Like, let's pray about this. So she brings her daughter into into my office. And I, I mean, I really want to say this is the healing power of God. This is this is Jesus Christ of Nazareth at work. I can't heal a fly. I don't have any talent or ability. Nobody does, but our great big Jesus does. So this young woman sits on my on my couch and she starts to say she doesn't understand what's going on with her mom. She just said she's changing so much. Uh, she's got women friends. She's never had women friends before. And she really was seeing a supernatural change in her mom. And I said, you're, honey, you're not going to understand it with your head. If you want to understand what's going on with your mom, you're going to need Jesus in your heart because your natural self can't understand what's going on with her. And I just asked her, do you want to have him in your heart as your savior? Does that sound good? And she said it did. So she received Christ right there. That's all heaven breaking loose, part one. And then she started to talk about being really terrified. She felt his presence. Then she started to talk about being really terrified by having this lump. And I said, well, you now have the power of the living God in you. And he's all around you. And we can we pray? And it's precious because she's just been poked and prodded by so many doctors that she just lifted her shirt up and just said, Lord, what should we do? So I put anointing oil on her hands and she put her hands on her own chest. Then I put anointing oil on her mom, on her mom's hands and her mom covered her hands. And then I put anointing oil on my hands and I covered her mom's hands. And then Jesus came in and covered all of our hands. And we began to pray, just Father, in the name of Jesus, that you you said for us to heal the sick, cast out devils, and raise the dead in your name, by your blood, by your power. And immediately, and it's so precious, immediately she felt hot. She felt, she said it felt so hot she could barely stand it. And let the listener understand, this is an unchurched young woman. She does not know anything about 
the flushing fire of God to come and destroy bacteria and aberrant cells and tumors and just to know anything. She's been saved for two and a half minutes. And the fire of God came through. And when the fire, when the heat abated, we lifted our hands and we all said, I think you're healed. I think it's gone. After that, we went into a time of relationship prayer. Just Bible says, my sheep know my voice. Religion makes it really hard. So this brand newly saved young woman began to hear his voice. I heard the Holy Spirit ask me to ask him, Jesus, what is her new name? And she just looked at me and she goes, Abby, it's Abby. So Abigail in the Bible, I'm trying to remember if treasure, cherished of the father, intelligent and beautiful. Remember Abigail Mm -hmm. in the Old Testament. And she saw Jesus standing at a door and holding a door for her. And she said, I don't trust him. She said, is that wrong? And I just smiled. I said, do you usually trust someone you just met 10 minutes ago? And again, religion would demand that you just have to trust right out of the gate. A real relationship makes sense that you you wouldn't yet, and that the onus is on him to establish it, to help you. That verse that says we love him because he loved us first, he was loving her first Mm -hmm. so that she could. And that all happened in the space of 15 or 20 minutes. And I know that's kind of a long story, (laughs) but that is the the context of the the love of God, the power of God, the beauty of a a newly saved soul experiencing him in in the fullness. And uh, just glory to him. I'm raising my hands right now. I know you guys can't (laughs) see me. So when you were sharing these stories and these victories with people at conferences and, and when you're speaking... Do you feel like it gives people hope? Do you see that it it gives people that extra bit of courage to reach out in prayer? I do. I feel like it starts to dismantle some religious idea. I don't even want to say ideology. Some religious ideas that unsaved people and saved people have that the the first the bottom brick is you have to trust him. And the bottom brick is works. Where really the foundation is he loved you first. Mm-hmm. He loved you first. It's The onus is on him. And I think that's what gives people some like, okay, it's not up to me to figure out how to love God. It's up to me to say, I would like to have the love of God. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I would like to have it. That's a big difference. Yes. Huge, right? Well, what's your experience with that? Well, I think, you know, the two of us, sometimes we teach in different contexts and, mm-hmm. we, and we teach in different um, genres. So I don't do as many of the testimonials and these things when I'm teaching usually because a lot of the things that I'm doing are, are more confidential and... Um, a little more conflict-based. <laughs> um, so Peace, professor. Right. Um, but I, I think it's really valuable for people to hear how important um, this can be in this context. I also feel like it would be interesting to for people to hear why attending conferences, why attending these group things, whether you're doing it virtually mm-hmm. or in person, mm-hmm. is valuable. 
So sometimes people think, you know, I, I go to church or I have my service, I have my home group or my Bible study. Why would I take an extra Saturday morning or mm-hmm. an, an extra evening and attend something like this? <laughs> I'm glad you said that because one of the things that I had in my message for Saturday, Saturday that I didn't end up saying was, we don't have conferences for conferences sake. Mm-hmm. We have conferences for the expansion of the kingdom, for the breaking through of the power of the living God to come through on a day that's saturated in prayer. Like, I just want to give a shout out to the people that intercede for this ministry. These are people that you don't see. These are people that are in prayer closets petitioning God for breakthrough, for salvation. And these things are undergirded with prayer. Like, we, there is so much intensity for prayer for people to get saved, healed, delivered, and have an experience. Like I'm really, really passionate about the experiential presence of God, having an experience with Jesus Christ of Nazareth as the living God and a person and like a, a, a more than, I want, to, I want to be careful. Let's say a different meal than your Sunday morning meal. Mm-hmm. Like you have a really good steady diet with your regular church and that's a really good steady diet. Let's look at this as, you know, you're you're we're just gonna have a different meal that's served up by four different people that we don't know. And it, it's always um these conferences end up being so fascinating to me because we pray that our messages interlock, but we never discuss what our messages are with each oh, you other. Don't. No. That's interesting. Uh-uh. No. No. <laughs> so really interesting that they did and they do. Yeah, so listening, I mm-hmm. would have thought that you had coordinated much more as a team. Nope. We just said theme is all heavens breaking loose. You go ahead and run with it. <laughs> and it did. So I can tell you have a lot of energy from this. This has been just a, a huge overflowing blessing. Are you already thinking about another conference, another event? Because our listeners are thinking, well, yes, I can watch it, but it already happened. What's coming up? What's in the future? Is this something you do on an annual basis? I was really feeling like All Heavens Breaking Loose is going to be a regular themed conference. That was, you got it. I really (laughs) was thinking that this is a a regular theme, Mm A-H-B-L, exclamation point. Yeah, we'll keep it going. And you like to do conferences typically in the spring? Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm open. I, I've done them all different kinds of years. I, I can come. I can come in with a team to other people's churches, or I, I, I typically do an Armor of Light conference in May. Mm-hmm. I think that people uh, love to have something to look forward to. So <laughs> it's it's nice right now to be thinking. You know, okay, I can participate in in watching something that's occurred. It's already been saved and it's recorded and it's there available through your social media. And through, what's the name of the church again? Christian Worship Center. Worship Center, Dinuba. So they can go to Christian Worship Center and they can uh, follow that and, and watch it. But they can be thinking maybe in person next year. Yes. Or, yes, yes. or, or maybe there's an opportunity that you'll be able to go to, a, to another church or another an event. Because there is something about marking occasions together. Mm-hmm. Right? I like to do that. Mm-hmm. Having things um, occur together. And I think it's that when two or more are gathered, mm-hmm. there's something that's extra powerful Yes, when we've taken the time and we've taken the space and, and we've gathered together. Now, maybe you could answer for our listeners because sometimes people think, are these just women? No. Are just men? It's, 
It's both. You mentioned your husband speaks. Yeah. You mentioned the pastor spoke at this one. How does that work with having both the men and women together? Is it encouraging? Does it sometimes get awkward for some of the genders? So far, I don't think so. In my opinion, and I know you agree, men and women are the full reflection of God's character. So I love to hear what the men are hearing from God. I love to hear what the women are hearing from God because we have such different processors. And I love the fullness of male and female speakers. I just, I just love it. And I love, you know, like, like-minded believers. And there's that verse that says one will put a thousand to flight, two will put 10,000 to flight. And with that kind of multiplication, that means four will put a hundred thousand to flight, eight will put a million to flight, uh, 16 will put 10 million to flight. And we're talking about demons. We're putting those to flight. So where two or more are gathered, we're, we're putting the enemy to flight. When we gather with the purpose of God, let your kingdom come, your will be done. We're here to expand your kingdom. We're here to represent the kingdom of God and represent the love of God in a, in a world like right now where it's just so much crisis. I just think it's amazing that God, God told me that theme then for the people of God. All heaven's breaking loose. Don't despair. He knew COVID was going to happen if it wasn't already happening. And I don't think he was at all perturbed or, or surprised or in surprised any way or intimidated. No, he, he gave us the full grid for how to make it happen. That is such an encouraging thought Yay. that even when we didn't know what was happening, mm-hmm. right? Even mm-hmm. when we didn't know how we were going to make it happen, all of our plans kind of crumble and fall. And yet he had a plan. He had a plan. One of my, my part of my message on Saturday was uh, Psalm 139, verse 16, which really blew my mind because I, I've read it gazillions of times, but you know, he, it, it, I remember one pastor saying it's the only book that reads you, the Bible, right. <laughs> the Bible reads you. So he had me read that Psalm again. And that verse that says, I, he saw our substance being yet unformed, which is just, wait, what? You saw my form before I had a form. So you, you had me in your mind before you formed me. And then it says, all of my days were written in your book as yet before there were any days. <laughs> so that is just a mind blowing. You wrote every one of our days in a book before days existed. And I had this wonderful assurance that the day was written in his book and When the people of God are walking with the one who wrote their book, we're stepping into the destiny of what the page for the day holds. So that page was written. So I was really just saying, oh, Lord, then what did you write for that day? What what am I stepping into? If, if, If in his heavenly perspective, he is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and he already knows us in our completeness, what does this day hold? And it really gave me the sense of such security that you wrote the day. So I'm just going to petition you to partner with you to see what what you have written so that I can join with you to accomplish that in the earth. And how exciting that what he had written was victories, (laughs) right? It was breakthroughs. (laughs) Yes, Lord. It was people finding some freedom and some healing for some really deep set wounds. Yes, very much so. People turning to a source of help, to the source of help. Uh, sometimes when people are very wounded, it's hard for them to even see, and they think somehow they're supposed to 
find their own cures, right? Mm-hmm. Or or they think that there's something wrong with them and God's mad at them and that's why they can't get mm-hmm. cured or healed. They have to live like this. Mm-hmm. And so there's something really beautiful about gathering together and seeing people find those freedoms, find those victories, find that healing. Oh, yes. The Spirit of the Lord was so thick in the church. And it's really interesting because the seat, most of the seats are taken out and it's just cameras. So I've never just preached to cameras before and not (laughs) had many people. But there was this moment when Pastor Angel was just bringing the message. And if you guys get a chance, go listen to Pastor Angel because he is just, he just rolls in the thunder. He rolls in the love of God. And then the spirit of the Lord comes on him. I call it rolling in the thunder. Then he's just rolling in the thunder. And it's just so wonderfully anointed. And I just looked at my husband and I just, we started to dance. We just started to dance. I just put my head on his chest and I was like, it's just so good. God, you're just so, so good. Just the presence of the living God just breaks things, just breaks things. And what a blessing that we can invite our listeners to join in with you. Come on. (laughs) Come on, kids. (laughs) Jill, thank you so much for sharing this today and today's show and and really putting this opportunity in contact. Yeah, I'm so glad that uh, we had the opportunity to get together today. And I want to thank everybody for joining us. God bless Mm. your week. Bye, guys. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Life in Context, hosted by Jill Shankles and Esther DeWitt, edited and produced by BizFid Communications. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a five-star review and follow us and like us wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does help. For more information on who we are and what we do, you can follow Jill at jillshankles.com. That's Jill, S-H-A-N-K-L-E-S.com and on Facebook and Instagram. You can follow Esther at peaceprof.com. That's peace, P-R-O-F.com and at peaceprof on Twitter and Facebook. Oh, 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 oh,